In this perspective series, you will see how the book of Nehemiah shows that you are uniquely needed. So we're in Nehemiah 7 now, and um, the Nehemiah 7, for me, is all around just the matter of God and how the matter of God changes things. Now, let's also be honest, chapter 7 is the sort of chapter that I, and maybe you, skip when we're reading the Bible. You kind of get some sort of blocks of text at the start, and then it's just this, again, this list similar to Nehemiah 3, this list of people, a whole bunch of different numbers beside them, and then a sort of a little paragraph or two at the end. It's it's kind of the, the chapter that's quite easy to um, to skip by or scan it and not really expect or therefore get much from reading it. But let's have a look at it because actually it's it's beautiful. And so the first thing you see is they finished building the walls of Jerusalem. So the, the doors, the gates, the guards are all in place, but it's broadly empty. The houses haven't yet been rebuilt. So they've kind of got this perimeter wall that protects them, but the city is still un, so really uninhabited and um, the homes aren't ready. And just like we saw in Nehemiah 13, Nehemiah 3, there were sort of 38 name workers, there were 42 groups of people, so there were, there were many more people there. But Nehemiah 7 talks about this repopulation of Jerusalem from the people who either left or were taken into captivity um, and who basically kind of knew it's the return of them and their resources. And to sum it up roughly, you see that there are as about, in, in the Nehemiah 7, about 42,000 people, give or take, um, return to Jerusalem. You also see that there's around about two or three million um, people in exile. So this is about 2% of the people of God return to Jerusalem. So in the grand scheme of the, the population, um, it's a small number, but it's a hugely significant point in their history for them. And what you see in Nehemiah 7 is that days matter, people matter, numbers matter, promises matter all of it matters to god so again let's start with the obvious thing you get this big list of people and so you look at it and you say the 2067 people of big vi matter to god the 128 of anathoth matter to god each of these descendants and people mattered to god now i could, will never be able to list to you the 112 people of Haraf. But God could. And it's it's unlikely that any of us, you know, in a thousand years time will be, um, you know, like a footnote in history for the world. But you're never a footnote in the book of God. You're known and you matter exquisitely to him. I am, as I was thinking about this talk, I was just, you know, like, I, again, I, I it won't, won't be a, something that, that needs to be heard for the majority of us. But, you know, there will be people around us now that are in a place, a, a really dark place in their soul where they're considering suicide. If that is you, you need to know that you matter. You're exquisitely, uniquely made by God and you matter. You know, it doesn't just say 323 people of Bezai, it says 324. Because that 324th person mattered as much as the first, as much as Nehemiah, and as much as you. You really, really matter to God. 
You also see in Nehemiah 7 that families matter. Your family is an incredibly important thing to God. And families matter, not just the heads of the household or the adults. No, no, no. Children, everyone matters to God. You see, even it starts to say, like, you know, the, the priests or the musicians or the gatekeepers. The skills and giftings that people have matter to God. It's listed because it matters. It's important for us to know. And it's important for these people that, you know, they were a musician. That was the skill and the gift that God had given them. And that was what they were uniquely made to do. See, the reason for the creation matters. Without what happened of the rebuilding of the wall and these people coming back to Jerusalem, they would have been in Babylon. They would have been somewhere that God didn't want them to be doing stuff that wasn't what God had created them for. The reason for their existence mattered. And so these musicians would have been making a living in Babylon. But God's purpose for them was something else. So not only do people matter and, and families matter and skills and giftings matter, but the, the, the very reason for your creation is of supreme importance to God. We also see that all of God's promises come true, that the, these things that we're reading about in Nehemiah 7 are the fulfillment of some of the promises that God gave to Abraham. And so you see time and again from Nehemiah 3 all the way throughout, people and their purpose on earth matters to God and you matter to God. Now, the other thing to note from Nehemiah 7 is these people were rich. I can use the fancy word and say they were prosperous, but let's just get to the bones of it. They were minted. So you see the governor gives a thousand darics of gold. Now, one darik was a soldier's wage for a month. And he gives a thousand. I don't know the maths. It's equivalent. What the governor gave these thousand darics was equivalent to about $500,000. You also see when it's listing kind of what, what, they, um, what they kind of gave with them, that there was 20,000 darics. It's about $10 million. So you can read this kind of, you know, um, around about verse um, 70, chapter 7, verse 70. You give 2,200 minas of silver. It's about $7.5 million. The total of all the families and the people is around about $36 million. And that's not including, you know, the garments, their clothes, their cattle, things like this. And this says this is what they gave. It doesn't say they gave everything. This is the proportion of what it is that they gave. And so you look, I mean, like this is, there, there's millions of pounds of resource here. There's two to three million people in exile, the 42,000 of them that return. And it poses a question. With this volume of people, with this significant wealth, why have they not rebuilt the walls before? Why have they not been able to reestablish themselves in the position? See, the only conclusion is that even with resources, 36 million you know, dollars that's given um, in verses 66 to 72. So even with all that resource and 42,000 people, the other two, three million, they couldn't do this without God. See, days matter, people matter, numbers matter, your promises of God matter. But the most important thing is the matter of God changes things. The matter of God, God involvement, God's originated plans and purposes and his, his work that he is about just now, that the Holy Spirit is about on earth now, matters. The matter of God changes things. They couldn't, with all their resource, with all the people, with all the money, they couldn't do what God could do. 
And what is it God did? He restored them. He protected them. And he positioned them. And without God, they couldn't do that. And so the question is, what is it that God's wanting to build now? Wherever you are, what is it God's wanting to build now that we, despite our numbers and our resources and our buildings and all this sort of stuff, are unable to do without him? See, another way to think about it is, you know, we're talking about two to three million people here in Exiles. It's about 2.4 billion Christians across the world. Like between those 2.4 billion Christians is a wealth unimaginable to these people at this particular point and the resources listed here. But even if there were some way that we were able to coordinate ourselves, we would not be able to do what it is that God wants to do now because the matter of God changes things. It's the same at the local level for you. The church you're involved in, the community you're in, the family that you're part of, whatever buildings, resources, people, bank accounts, charity states, whatever you have, however well set up you are, you cannot do what God has planned without him. The matter of God changes things. And what is God about in Nehemiah? The restoration and positioning of his people to fulfill his promises for the work that he is about. The restoration and positioning of people, the fulfillment of promises for the purposes, the work that God has got on the go just now. See, but within that truth is a risk, a huge risk. It means that if you're not looking to God, you're not going to be doing what God has planned. And therefore, you might have all the resources and the people and things you need. But things won't happen in the way God's meant to because the matter of God is the thing that changes everything. See, God wants to do things now in our communities, in the lives of the people around us, in our churches, in businesses, in countries that we could never do without him. Even if we were to coordinate 2.4 billion of us and all our wealth, we couldn't do it. We just could not do it. And that's even on the presumption that we would be able to organize ourselves and coordinate ourselves, we couldn't. The Spirit of God is going to do world-catching things now. And what we need to do is focus on the things that matter to God and what he has uniquely created us to do. And we need to focus on him because the matter of God changes things. Which leads to a fairly obvious question. In Nehemiah... What did the people do? What do we have to do? Well, they waited and responded to God's moves. Nehemiah waited on God and responded to what God was doing. They took risks. Nehemiah and the people, they took risks. They went and built something. In Nehemiah 7, these people took a risk. They they left Babylon and, and went and repopulated, resettled at risk. You know, there's been all this opposition. They've now got the walls. Great, but this is a, still a risk that they're taking. What did they do throughout time and time again? We've seen in the earlier chapters, they worshipped God. They committed themselves to God's work. They, they committed their resources. It's what we see in Nehemiah 7. You know, we can see parallels when you look at Acts. They, you know, they sold all things to meet the need of the people around them. And they acted in the way that God had made them. The musicians... Well, they were musicians. 
the priests. They went and acted as priests. The heads of families, the business people, the tradesmen, all of them went and fulfilled the purpose of what it is that God made them to do. And when we do those things, we wait and we respond to what it is that God's saying and what God's doing. When we're willing to take risks and move ourselves, our heads, our hearts, our physically, our wealth, whatever it is, when we move and take risks for the stuff that God's called us to, when we worship God, when we fall into entrainment, into alignment with the things of God and what he's speaking about, when we commit ourselves to the work, when we choose to do what Nehemiah did, which is avoid distractions, say, no, no, I'm about God's work, and we act in the way that God has made us, well, then the matter of God changes everything around us. God bless. <laughs>